0: Khalil Robert Irving is a rising star in the art world, but he has deep roots in St. Louis and no intention of leaving. And there's some things he'd like to see change when it comes to our local arts institutions. Hell
1: yeah, I wanna see them step it up. And I'm tired of it. people saying it's taking a risk, you know, it's not a risk to introduce people to other people. It's not a risk to, you know, say, hey, curator at MoMA, I think this photographer from St. Louis should be on your radar. I think people need to take more responsibility and stop letting the framework that has been devised to create the way we live.
0: I'm Sarah Fensky. This is St. Louis on the Air. Khalil Robert Irving is just 28 years old, but his art has already earned a place in galleries and museums around the U.S., including the Whitney in New York City. Now it's on display in the town he calls home in an exhibit at the Contemporary Art Museum St. Louis as part of its Great Rivers Biennial. Every two years, the Biennial honors three emerging artists who live and work in St. Louis, and with it comes $20,000 for each, as well as a museum exhibit. Irving's work is on display at the museum through February twenty first. His show there is called At Dusk, and he joins us today to talk about it. So Khalil Robert Irving, welcome to the show.
1: Oh thank you for having me.
0: So the sculptures you made for At Dusk, these aren't really pretty works. They're they're pretty far from it. You're mashing up found objects, including styrofoam no, takeout containers. Not
1: found. No, they're not found. Everything you see in the museum is made by me in the studio.
0: So So you're making... Yes,
1: I'm making everything.
0: Okay, so tell me the idea behind these these very unusual creations.
1: Well uh, the exhibition at dusk is partly uh, about time and and a landscape or um, planes or surfaces that are akin to screens or surfaces of objects and then those objects uh, or the wall of the museum and in and itself is then used as a way to translate images or uh, re-represent ideas or issues that are interesting to me. And so just because you see a sculpture that looks like it's made out of to-go boxes or found objects, it's, in fact, there are more, there's more information to see and not just the objects themselves, but there are images on the surfaces of the sculptures that take uh, the work a step further.
0: And these images on, on the surfaces, um, these almost look like decals, is, is that right? Well, they
1: are decals. They are image transfers specifically made for ceramic processes.
0: Okay, and so you've gone to a lot of work to create these objects. They look just like styrofoam containers. You fooled yep. me there. Um, <laughs> you've also created- And that's
1: what the that's part of what the point is. The point is to fool the viewer but if you read the materials list on the wall in the museum you'll see that they're not plastic they're not glass they are uh, ceramic Uh, and thinking about a history of industrialization and manufacturing even referencing the history of st louis manufacturing uh, and architectural production of brick uh, there's a lot of engineering and a lot of ingenuity and invention uh, possibilities in material And even in the 1904 World's Fair, there were a lot of companies that came to the United States, specifically to St. Louis, that showed uh, engineering and inventive possibilities with ceramic. And so, the sculptures specifically build on this history of invention and possibility.
0: Hmm. this idea of at dusk though it, the, the name of your exhibit, I think of dusk as kind of this is the end of the road. You're not saying that that uh, this level of industrialization and all that can be done with these objects that we've hit the end of the road
1: no, at dusk, dusk is a is a transition point from daytime to evening to nighttime and thinking about the you know a Christian point of view or Christian perspective of saying what's done in the dark always comes to the light. Mm. And so there are many things done in the dark and and what is, what is, and how do you deal with that transition of time uh, through experience? You know, it's, it's really about, it's really just a, uh, is a metaphor. It's not, it's not necessarily just about uh, anything specific, Mm. but there are a lot of things that I'm talking about in the whole show, not just the sculptures but about violence and, th- and ideas of celebration and family, uh, personal uh, issues that I'm interested that are presented in the work, but some people will never understand. And then there are some issues in the work that everybody will understand. Mm. There's space for black people to live within the work without anybody else intruding on their experience. And then there is uh, room for, for laughter and joy. So, mm. um, it's more like a covering of the last three or four years of my art practice uh, together in one exhibition.
0: You mentioned what's on the walls. And in addition to these, these very striking sculptures, what's on the walls? This has to be the biggest collage I've ever seen in my life. I understand <laughs> it's, it's 65 feet long, 6 feet high. 66 linear feet. Yep. 66 <laughs> linear feet. How did you possibly put together a collage that big? Just the logistics of it are blowing my mind.
1: I, uh, I've been making these collages historic, like over the last several years, like almost ten years, specifically for uh, the decal imagery for my sculptures. Hmm. Uh, and then recently I started figuring out ways to turn them into wall vinyls.
0: And, and you've got a lot of stuff in there. It, it almost made me feel like I was looking at, at a Twitter feed. It's just a jumble of, of memes, and but it seems like they're chosen with, with some great intention.
1: They are. They are. And I, I it's, it's one of my good friends, uh, she and I just went to the St. Louis Art Museum and had a little walkthrough and she said that she'd been thinking about my show at camp for quite some time. And, and she said, you know, it's almost diaristic. Hmm. And I was like, it's not almost because it, it is only the things that I'm really interacting with online at any given time. Hmm. So, this so it is, is as, like a diary. As you
0: say, this is a record of, of your last yes. three years.
1: Uh, the work on the wall that is titled wet wagon wheels shelved over spec, max media changes needed but you have to change first st louis mm-hmm. and this work is really uh, comprised of images that i've been collecting uh actually since uh the beginning of the year so it really highlights and communicates my interaction in the social and digital space um, most specifically through the beginning of the pandemic.
0: Hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about your background. Um, mm-hmm. I understand you, you mostly grew up in St. Louis. You, you weren't born yes. here, but, but you ended no. up here. Um, mm-hmm. Then you studied at the Kansas City Art Institute. Then you got your yep. MFA from, from Wash U. Were you yep. studying largely ceramics at, at both those uh, places?
1: No, I got my undergraduate degree in art history and ceramics and sculpture and uh, at Washington University, I was a Chancellor's Graduate Fellow, which is a program for diversifying the Collegiate Professoriate. And so I was with students who came from all different backgrounds. And at graduate school, I worked with Denise Ward Brown and uh, helped her with uh, documentary films, one on the East St. Louis race riot uh, called Never Been a Time. And what else did I do in graduate school? I was just really open and, and absorbing as much as I could uh, but mostly, I was working. I'm, I don't think of myself as a ceramic artist. I, mostly, I think more like a, just like maybe just a sculptor or like a concept. Like I don't know. It, we're in a weird time, and titles are complicated and problematic. <laughs> so I make ceramics, but I'm I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a ceramist because I I don't know how to make your glaze fit. But you know, I know how to fire a kiln. Uh, but you know, I don't think. I don't know. I think the main point is, is that I'm I'm just trying to do the best that I can to get my ideas across, and sometimes uh, ceramics holds that. Sometimes uh, it doesn't. So you don't want to be ex-
0: limited by that.
1: I'm not limited by anything because if you came to my, I'm working on buying an eight thousand square foot warehouse for my studio, and uh, it's actually near Cam. And if you came to my studio, you you would see a lot of different things going on at the same time, and I have a. I actually, you know, it's funny, I just got named Forbes, th- one of the Forbes 30 under 30 this morning.
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: Thank you. And, uh, you know, being recognized in such, you know, esteem in certain places and spaces, I'm, I'm interested in architecture. I'm interested in challenging space and, and challenging, you know, just challenging a lot of things that we think we know uh, to try to do better and, and make a difference for everybody uh, in the world, so...
0: My guest today is Khalil Robert Irving. He's a, he's a rising star artist. His work is now at the Contemporary Art Museum St. Louis as part of its Great Rivers Biennial. Um, and Khalil, you said you, you're in the process of, of getting this 8,000 square foot studio here in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. So are you, you putting down pretty strong roots here?
1: Well, I mean, I have roots here. My family's from here. My great grandfather came to St. One of my great grandfathers came to St. Louis hopping trains from, uh, from Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas. Uh, in, the tw- in the early 20th century. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm a Midwest guy, you know, and I know that and I believe that and I have the accent to prove it. Uh, but I'm just interested in, in making space for myself and help make a difference for other people. Along with the building, I'm also getting a half an acre of land. Hopefully, you know, I really hope this goes through.
0: Yeah, that's, and, that sounds amazing.
1: And on the Half an Acre of Land, I'm working with an organization to grow food. So your previous segment was really important to me. I think we think too much about the people who make a lot of money and don't ever think about the people who are making little money, hmm. you know what i i work i'm working on re- renovating a house that i bought or mixed use building i bought a couple of years ago and the guy i'm working with he said you know small people get they treat you like they small business they treat you like small people and and i think the possibilities of st louis is so far reaching and i've been i've been graciously awarded and and, and recognized for the hard work and labor i've been putting in but I, I i think you know not only is big business moving to st louis supporting uh the, archi- the the landscape. But I think if people stop looking at the rich folks and the big multimillion dollar companies, we start taking care of people here at home more. And maybe we would live in a more safe place and more just community.
0: Hmm. And you don't feel that it, it holds you back at all as an artist not to be, say, in the middle of the New York City scene.
1: I've been in New York. That's the thing. I've been in New York. I've lived in Hungary. I've lived in Jerusalem. I've lived in Southeast Asia. I've traveled the world. I've been to 19 countries. You know, I've made I mean, it's hard to I don't want to say that, but I've made a lot of money managing and taking care of myself and saving and selling my work that I think after a while you have all these experiences. It's not about, you know, a lot of people think making it is about being seen, but a lot of making it is also about doing the work. Hmm. And to do the good work, you got to be able to be in a place where you're around people who are also uh, being able to communicate and be a part of that team with you. Uh, So, you know, there are some good people doing good work here in St. Louis. Hosco Farms, Gibran is, you know, giving free food away to elders and providing plant-based meals to people all over the city. Uh, You know, it's a lot of good work uh, being done, and I think the possibilities for invention are ripe for the taking in a space like St. Louis. So, Mm -hmm. being a a person who, you know, this is the second time I've applied for the Great Rivers Biennial. It's great to be in a conversation with uh, Tim Portlock, who was one of my faculty members at at WashU, and Rachel Yoon, who was one of my classmates when they were in undergraduate school, so it's like, you know the conversation the possibility is here but i think what's more important is that people who have powerful positions like the curators at the contemporary art museum and the st louis art museum and lawmire sculpture park they don't ever they don't just give people shows at the museum but they also introduce them to people out in the world because it's very hard for people to get out of st louis it's very hard for people to get to new york Mm -hmm. because it's not about who you know it's about who knows you And And
0: are the museums and and the cultural institutions here in this town, do you think they're doing that now?
1: Not necessarily, no. I don't think they're doing it the way that they should be. And uh, I think it could could change the landscape and make a world of difference for so many people in their lives.
0: Hmm. So you'd like to see them step it up.
1: Hell yeah, I want to see them step it up. I want to see people take, and I'm tired of it, people saying it's taking a risk. You know, it's not a risk to introduce people to other people. It's not a risk to you know, say, hey, curator at MoMA, I think this photographer from St. Louis should be on your radar. I think people need to take more responsibility and stop letting the framework that has been devised to create the way we live, uh, be the way that we continue to work. Hmm. And I, I think growing up in St. Louis and getting to know the cultural institutions over the last 20 years has been quite interesting. And as a cultural producer myself, someone who's able to continue to help support make those changes and 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 invest in the community i i think that the task that i give to them is the same task that i give and work through for myself so i you know it does not go without uh acknowledging that i too uh want to do the work and i too want to help make a difference so it's not a slant or um You know, it's not a negative thing or a bad thing. It's just, you know, I think we all could be doing better. Mm -hmm. Just like how much like in my work, the work at dusk is also about white supremacy and violence. And I think white people could be doing better. White people could do a whole lot more because the only way to dismantle white supremacy and violence and racism is that white people dismantle it because white people are the ones who created it.
0: Well, it's it's hard to even say anything better than what you just (laughs) said there. (laughs) <laughs> you've left me speechless and that's a, that's, a, that's not good for my line of work but look yeah, you're, this fine, is
1: you're fine you're <laughs> fine I, I'm just a trained I'm a trained speaker so um, it's a part of my practice
0: well look Kalia we have just one minute left here and, and one thing I did want to um, mention is that mm-hmm. you recently received the Artsy Vanguard Award uh, that's an annual list of the most promising artists shaping the future of, of contemporary art that's obviously a mm-hmm. huge award what does that mean to you uh, I mean, getting Forbes of 40, 30 under 30, getting the,
1: getting the RC Vanguard list, uh, being a Lewis Comfort Tiffany Foundation grant recipient, being awarded the Joan Mitchell Foundation grant a couple of weeks ago. I mean, all of these awards and all these possibilities are, are fabulous, you know, but I just, you know, I, I, I just put it back into the work. You know, it's all about the work. It's more about making a difference in giving than it is, you know, and, and having strong relationships and caring and loving for people close is, you know, it's what, all, it's what all that means. And it just creates space for me to keep making room for other people who are coming from disadvantaged and oppressed communities like St. Louis uh, to have room and, and, and space to go out into the world and make, make room for themselves too.
0: Well, I hope people will check out that work. They can see it at the Contemporary Art Museum through February twenty-first. Yeah, you can also see it online. If you're not leaving your house, that's no excuse. You you could see yep. a great display of this. So, uh, Khalil Robert Irving, I want to thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, and I, I, you know I have to invite you guys back when I get my studio, so y'all we can do a segment on my studio and the farm and. And my uh, and and all these other things that I have going on. Too. I would
0: love that. So, we are going to take you up on that. You can you can leave me speechless it. again. So thank hey, you. <laughs>
1: okay. Nice to chat with you.
0: Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks.